Oh, sorry folks, didn't realize we were live. I was just skinning one of my interns. You see, I've been needing a new coat rack, so I thought I'd take one of my intern skeletons and turn it into one. The best part about harvesting a skeleton is you never know what you're gonna get. Every skeleton is different. Peeling that skin off slowly to reveal those beautiful bones. It's like unwrapping a present on Christmas Day. Anyways, I'm going to finish this up right quick before we dive into the news. I'm Squatch Ronson, and you're listening to the Backwoods Radio Show. We got cannibal children and youth mandators. Razor blade candy and human skin traders. So please come on down and be the lucky ball bearer. For discarded guts from bloody Wendigo terrors right here. social security program is being implemented in Dog Snout County that will help bring fresh human meat to those unable to kill their victims themselves. During the most recent town meeting, some of the older residents in town came forward and spoke about their personal hardships. Many of them were notorious serial killers back in their heyday, but stated that in their older age, it's just too difficult for them to chase down tourists and dismember them like they used to. Mama, hearing their pleas, decided to do something about it. Starting this week, the Creaky Trees Township will be setting up vending machines across Dog Snout County. These machines will provide an assortment of goodies for folks to choose from, such as snacks like ears and noses, but will also provide larger cuts of meat that can be prepared into full-on meals, such as legs, arms, livers, and even hearts. The body parts will be priced accordingly based on weight, but will be priced fairly so that folks in need don't have to spend an arm and a leg to get an arm and a leg. The goal is not to make money off of the helpless, but to simply generate enough income to fund the servicing of the machines themselves. To help keep prices low, Mama is utilizing slave labor via the rabid feral children from Hank's Child Farm, who will not only be servicing the vending machines, but will also be going out hunting tourists to stock the machines with. In addition to that, Junk Lung of Junk Lung Tractor Supply journeyed into the old abandoned Carlson salvage yard, where he gathered up as many old refrigerators as he could muster and has set them up around town. So if folks would like to donate human flesh to help stock the vending machines, you can do so by dropping some meat off in one of Junk Lung's fridges. It is worth mentioning that you should only place meat into the designated refrigerators that have been marked with Junk Lung's insignia. You see, there are countless other freestanding fridges throughout Dog Snout County which are used to contain insect-like abominations. Spine tinglers, we call them. They look like giant two-foot-long centipedes, and what they do is they crawl up your butthole and 
latch onto your spine, which allows them to control all of your motor functions. Then they take control of their host and force them to wander into porta-potties and drink up all the diarrhea from inside. And once the host's belly is full of fecal sludge, the spine tingler lays its eggs in there. Kinda like, a uh, bacteria in a septic tank. Their offspring thrive in that environment. And then once those eggs hatch, they come out the same way the spine tingler came in. Through your butthole. There doesn't seem to be a way to kill the spine tingler, so what we do is we go around town with some gnats and catch them, and then we stick them in the refrigerators. Placing them in the fridge kind of puts them in a form of stasis, like storing night crawlers for fishing. But as soon as you open one of those fridges up, those little hellions will spring to life and take to sodomizing you with the entire girth of their bodies. In other news, Sheriff Bo is urging residents to bar their doors, board up their windows, and keep their children inside for the evening. While this may seem excessive, it is of the utmost importance that you comply with the ordinance for the safety of your children. Now, I'm sure you're all pretty well familiar with the Tooth Fairy. A child loses one of their baby teeth, puts it under their pillow before bedtime, and wakes up to a couple of bucks left behind by the Tooth Fairy in exchange for their tooth. While that's all common knowledge, what most folks don't know is the origins of that tradition, and it can actually be traced back to right here in Dogsnout County. Only here, the Tooth Fairy is not simply folklore, but an actual living creature. But in these parts, we call her the Tooth Fury. And when the Tooth Fury first manifested, her practices were pretty true to the fantasy parents present to their kids today. She would wait patiently for children to lose their teeth, flutter into their window at night, take the tooth, and leave a couple of gold coins behind in exchange. I was always so jealous of those kids. Unfortunately for me, I never had the pleasure of getting cash in exchange for my teeth. You see, I have a condition called hyperdontia, in which I was born without adult teeth, so I never lost any of my baby teeth. Still have them to this very day. That's how come I like eating people so much. Humans, particularly Americans, are a very mushy, fatty creature. And tearing a chunk out of one of them comes easy, even for tiny tooth fellas like me. While parents never really give their kids an explanation for why the tooth fairy does this, believe it or not, there actually is a method to the madness. You see, the tooth fury is an ancient entity, centuries old at least. And over the course of some hundreds of years, her teeth succumbed to the rot, and one by one, they began falling out of her mouth. And when this first started to happen, it was long before dentists, and certainly before crowns and veneers and the like. The Tooth Fury tried an assortment of solutions, carving herself teeth out of wood, stone, but it just wasn't the same. And then it dawned on her. Human children start losing their baby teeth as they begin to mature making way for their adult teeth. And it's not as if those baby teeth are rotten. Heck, many parents keep their child's first lost tooth and place it in their baby books. And even when they dig those books out some 30 odd years later, those teeth are still fully intact. Being about the size of a small child, it occurred to the Tooth Fury that a kid's tooth would fit perfectly in her tiny little mouth. To her, it seemed like a waste to just throw perfectly good pearls away. So, she started taking them for herself, leaving behind some cash as a token of her gratitude. 
And once she had her newfound teeth, she would hammer them into her gums. She was surprised to find that human teeth were exceptionally strong, much stronger than that of a fairy's, whose teeth are composed of pixie dust as opposed to calcium. This is where her addiction began. As time went on, more and more of her teeth rotted away, though she was not upset by this. In fact, she was excited, because the more pixie teeth she lost, the more human teeth she could hammer into her gum line. And hammer she did. Every time a child would lose a tooth, she'd get a whiff of that fresh blood and scoop that little chiclet up. Didn't matter if she needed a tooth or not. She would fly back to her little dollhouse back in Greasewood, grab her toolbox, and get to work. Eventually, she ran out of room in her gums, but that didn't stop her. She started hammering teeth in wherever they'd fit, her inner cheeks, the roof of her mouth, and even into her tongue. By 1987, her mouth was just overflowing with teeth like a shark that had broken into a dentist's office and swallowed a whole crate of dentures. And even then, it still wasn't enough. She wanted more. But she found that her patience was waning. Sitting around, laying in wait for weeks, sometimes months at a time, for the children's teeth to naturally fall out, was becoming an inconvenience. And so, she decided that if those pearls weren't gonna come out on their own, then she was gonna make them come out. But to do that, she would need a goon. One night, while the town slept soundly in their beds, the Tooth Fury flew over to the Creaky Trees Orphanage, otherwise known as the Sylvan Home for Unwanted Lumpy Children, and snuck in through a cracked window. She hovered overhead, looking down on the lumpy, misshapen kids below in search of the perfect candidate. And that's when she spotted him a hulking beast of a boy by the name of Lester. She had noticed that he was whimpering in his sleep, the sheets around him soiled. That sort of vulnerability, combined with his brutish form, would not only make him the perfect goon, but easy to manipulate. The Tooth Fury made her way over to his bed and whispered in his ear. She told him that she would take him away from this dreaded place, and even more, that she could rebuild his skeleton. You see, Lester suffered from an affliction called Proteus Syndrome, a rare disease that left his body horribly misshapen, his bones terribly deformed, the very same disease that the Elephant Man had suffered from. The Tooth Fury promised Lester that if he helped her extract teeth from the mouths of children, that she would use some of those excess teeth to reconstruct his bones. Of course, Lester was ecstatic. Not only did he despise the orphanage, and his skeleton for that matter, but he had never had a parental figure in his life, had never known a mother's love. And perhaps the Tooth Fury could become the mother he had never had. Lester agreed emphatically and was ready to run away with the old pixie devil right then and there. But first, he would have to prove his worth. An audition, so to speak. The Tooth Fury flew out of the building and returned a few minutes later with a baseball bat she had acquired from the playground. 
She handed the club to Lester. Kill for mommy, she said. Lester proceeded to make his way through the room, bashing the other lumpy children over their sleeping heads with the club, reducing their already misshapen gourds into grotesque piles of mush before pulling their teeth out from the sludge. He handed the Tooth Fury the teeth. Did I do good? he asked. Oh yes, she replied. You had made Mommy very proud. For the next 33 years, the Tooth Fury, with the help of her adopted son, would continue to terrorize the children of Dog Snout County. And, so it would seem, they have ventured here from Greasewood today with the hopes of extracting some pearls tonight. So folks, be on watch. Protect your children, their teeth, and more importantly, their lives depend on it. And now, here's everyone's favorite half-man, half-alligator weather mutant, Gator Gary, with the forecast. The high for today is 93, with a low for tonight of 78. We're looking at cloudy skies right now, though the clouds are not comprised of precipitation, but rather swarms of insects. The rise in the insect population has been concerning as of late, from the appearance of murder hornets to the rapid influx of cicadas. It is looking more and more likely that the humanoid locust person, Krimtar the Wise, is plotting an insurrection, and Mayor Mama has taken notice. Mama sought out the help of Terry Toma, also known as Chide Mind, to have him order shipments of bug repellent online, as Chide Mind is the only person in town who knows how to use a computer. And being the helpful cyborg that he is, Junk Lung has also taken to manufacturing bug zapper lights for the residents here in town, which he's been assembling using miscellaneous parts that he found over at the salvage yard while he was out acquiring refrigerators for the new vending machine program. A true good Samaritan if I ever saw one. So friends, be careful out there. Be sure to wear plenty of bug repellent at all times. Stock up on fly swatters and glue traps. And to err on the side of caution, start stockpiling ammunition as soon as possible. Because we just may be waging all-out war with the bugs of calamity in the coming weeks. Thanks. Thanks, Gary. Up next on the show, we... <coughs> oh. Christ, my throat's drying out. <clears throat> Gary, you mind handing me that glass of goat's blood over there? Sure thing, boss. Ah, God damn it, Gary. You just whacked me in the mouth with your tail. Oh, Squatch, I'm so sorry. Shit. Ah, oh. You knocked my goddamn teeth out, Gary. You broke them off right at the gum. Oh, this is... Wait. Oh, shoot, now I'm lisping. Great. 
How am I supposed to host a radio show with a lisp? Oh, Squatch, I feel so bad. I didn't mean to. This tail of mine, sometimes it just... <sighs> it's all right, Gary, it's all right. Just head on down to the plasma pool and gather up some of the goo from down there. Should be able to fuse my teeth back together with some of that. Okay, Baza. I really am sorry. It's fine, Gary. Just just a freak accident. <sighs> not not that you're a freak. I, I just mean... Ah, never mind. Just just go get me some goo from the plasma pool, all right? I'll just play a song to buy us some time till you get back. You got it, boss. I'll be back in a bit. Wait, Gary. <sighs> I'm going to need you to introduce this song. It's got some S's in it. It has what in it? S. S's. S's? What's an S? S as in snake. What's a snake? God damn it, Gary. Come on, work with me here. Oh, S's. Uh, I'm sorry, Squatch. Uh, okay, sure thing. This song right here? Yep. Okay. We'll be back in a bit, folks. But in the meantime, here's a little ditty for ya. This is The Abyss by Mr. Maggot. Incoming transmission. transmission.
Sorry about that, folks. I didn't realize we were back. Now, during the break, I removed some of my intern's bones and was pulverizing them to try and make some glue out of them. Uh, here's the hope and it works. There. Perfect. Ugh. God damn it. Well, it was worth a try. Oh, thank the Lord. That must be Gary. I'm coming. I'm coming. What, did you forget your keys? Oh, uh, Tooth Fury. What a, what a pleasant surprise. Lester, say hello to Mr. Ronson. Hi, Mr. Ronson. So, uh, uh, what brings you two to the studio tonight? I heard that somebody lost a few teeth. You know I have a sweet tooth for teeth. Lost some teeth? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, don't play coy with me, Squatch. There's nothing like the smell of fresh blood gushing from a gaping hole in the human mouth. Oh, such a glorious sight. It's Unmistakable. I can smell it miles away. Mother is like a shark. That's right, sweetie. Mommy is like a shark. And just like a shark, Mommy has hundreds of teeth. But you can never have enough teeth. Okay, fine. You got me. So I lost a few teeth, but... I'm a grown man. Why would you want my teeth? They won't even fit in that tiny mouth of yours. Oh, Squatch. I know all about your hyperdontia. I've been watching you your whole life. Just waiting for those little babies to fall out. And now, the day has finally come. Now hand them over. Now, now, hang on a sec. You don't want my teeth, Tooth Fury. I used to be a roadie for the insane clown posse. I've drank hundreds of gallons of Fago, smoked mass amounts of crystal meth. Get back to me! When Mother has your teeth, he'll give her teeth! All right, all right. Here, you can have them. Just, just take it easy. Oh, so beautiful. But why so few? You're holding on on me, Squatch. I know you got a whole mouth just packed with these little pearls. Now, wait a second. Lester. Extraction. Yes, Mother. Uh, hang on. Uh, there's a better way to do this. You just give me a minute and, and I'll go get you some pliers, Lester. Too hard to hold in my crooked hands. Good, Lester, good. Bring Mother his tea. Oh, bring me those sweet little pearls. Give me those little cat pets. Oh, my. 
doing this little thong and dance for? My whole life. And look at you now. Where has it gotten you? You're still all lumpy and misshapen. She hasn't fixed you at all. Don't listen to him, Lester. Heck, she was never going to. He spews lies, Lester. Lies and slander. Can't you see, Lester? Your mother's using you. Using me? Yeah, using you. She doesn't have the strength to do the dirty work herself, so she has you do all the heavy lifting for her. Let me ask you something, Lester. In all the years that you've been knocking out teeth with that baseball bat of yours, how many of those teeth has your mother given you? None. Your mother didn't give you a single tooth, but I bet she took all of yours from you. Didn't she, Lester? She told me was to protect me from biting my own tongue off. It was, Lester. It was. I swear. Mother would never hurt you. Never, ever, ever hurt you. Don't you get it? You're the one collecting all the teeth. And your mother is just stealing them from you and keeping them for herself. You don't need her Lester. You're the one who's been doing all the hard work. Without you, she's nothing. Just a greedy old lady with wings. Don't you see, Lester? You were the real Tooth Fury all along. You told me you were gonna fix me. Now, Lester, you put that club down. Look at me. Look at me! Lester, I'm going to count to three. And so help me, if you don't drop that bat. All these years, extracting teeth for you. One. So many teeth. Two. And you didn't even love me enough to give me one. Three. Baby teeth anyway. So I can rebuild my skeleton. 
and become big and strong. You're already big and strong. Perhaps, but I'll never be handsome as long as my face is stretched across this repulsive skull. You know how long it would take to rebuild your skeleton with baby teeth? Years, Lester, decades. I've lived with this monstrous skeleton my entire life. What's a few more decades? Wait, skeleton? Why build a skeleton when you could have a shiny new one? Oh, what a beautiful skeleton. Brand new, never used. You don't even have to clean it. I literally just skinned this guy at the start of the show. Oh, I've always dreamed of having a skeleton like this. And you can have it, Lester. Here, take a gander at it. But how am I supposed to get it inside me? Just head on down to Barber Dr. Waylon Walker's Barbershop Bone Thaw Emporium. He does full skeleton transplants for the mutants in town all the time. Just tell him I sent you. Thank you, Mr. Ronson. Not just for the skeleton, but for showing me my true worth. Don't sweat it, Lester. Tell me, this intern, was he handsome? Lester, I think your skin will look very handsome stretched across that skeleton. Hmm. Things have been mighty wild in these parts as of late. Seems like we're really seeing an uptick of monster attacks these past few weeks. Shoot, I don't even know if there will be anything left of the studio by seasons then. Hey Squatch, I got the goo. I... Jeez, what happened in here? The Tooth Fury happened, Gary. I'll tell you about it later. First, let's get my teeth back in. Okay, where are they? The Tooth Fury should have them on her. Might have to dig through what's left of her to find them, though. There we go. Here you go, Squatch. Thanks. Now give me a few drops of that plasma pool juice. Sure thing, boss. Ah, there we go. Good as new. And hey, the lisp is gone. Well, thanks, Gary. Um... Hey, Squatch. Yeah? Are you going to eat that? Eat what? Uh, the Tooth Fury. Oh, no. Be my guest. I don't care much for Pixies. Too sweet for my taste. She's all yours. Oh, thanks, boss. That hike on down to the plasma pool really got my tummy rumbling. Well, friends, that should just about do it for today's show. I've been Squatch Ronson, and you've been one heck of an audience. But before I go, here's a bit of advice. Never forget to floss and brush your teeth twice a day. And be sure to drink plenty of milk so that you can get your teeth as healthy and strong as possible. Because you never know when a lumpy, deformed abomination of a man wielding a baseball bat is going to creep into your room at night and bludgeon you repeatedly until those little pearls fly out of your mouth.
The Backwoods Radio Show is produced by me, Michael LaRusso. Mark Philippe played the role of Lester, and Adrian Zambrano played the role of the Tooth Fury. Mark is a voice actor and a Wolverine enthusiast and posts all sorts of cool voices on his Instagram page. Adrian hosts two podcasts, Evil Zodiac and Valle de Cielo Gris. If you like the Backwoods Radio Show, I highly recommend you check those out. This episode also featured music by Mr. Maggot, who makes great music and also some awesome short horror films. I'll be dropping links to all of their Instagram profiles in the show notes below. The two-part finale of the Backwoods Radio Show will air in August, but the release for those will be looser because they're pretty big and I might need some extra time. I hope you'll tune in. As always, thanks for listening. Baby,